So when Resistance members gathered around their radios and finally heard the signal words that meant the Liberation was on its way, they celebrated, and then they got to work. Life. I wonder. Will it take me under? I don't know. If I rule the world, the revolution will not be televised. I free all my sons. I love them, love them, baby. Black diamonds and pearls. The first revolution is when you change your mind. If I rule the world, still living for today. While secretly supporting the treachery of the loathsome resistance. <laughs> <laughs> The revolution will not be televised, not be televised, and be no rerun, brothers and sisters. The revolution will be live, be live, 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 live. live. 106.3 ATL, the beat of the street. That's right, ATL's number one for live and uncut indie, hip-hop, and R&B streaming to you 24-7. 24-7. All the damn time. We do things different. We do things totally different. It is I. The Quality Questionnaire, June Dreyfus, and the Honorable Gentleman to my right. Sagai the Guy, oh so fly. How y'all doing? Sagai the Guy, oh so fly. <laughs> All right, bro. How are you doing another week? We are in week blevin. Who's counting? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, man, we're still here. Yeah, they man. haven't kicked us out yet. They has not kicked us out yet. They haven't shut us down like they did Alex Jones, like they do Tony Robinson, like they do when you know we're considered. Uh, uh, what do we? What do, what do they? What do they consider? They want to stifle us yeah. for hate speeches. Is this? <laughs> we hate what y'all doing. That's right. <laughs> That's why we keep bringing it. Keep bringing the heat. Better than the last time. Every time. Every. Every time. How was your week, sir? My weekend was excellent. Man, sun finally came out this Saturday, so I headed back down to the Little Five, got me some more wax. You got a lot of vinyl, huh? Absolutely, this man. This is a segment of... It is slowly taking over a room in my dwelling chambers. Dwelling chambers. It's slowly taking over. Dwelling chambers. AKA the living room. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's what's up. Yeah, man. um, So, what you get this time? Because we want to know. People want to know. Curtis, man. I love Curtis Mayfield. Okay. I love his message. Did you get some impressions? No, not. Not from Curtis Mayfield any person. I got some of his solo works. Oh, okay. Like um Back to the World. Back to the World. It Yes, that's where you can find the the great hits such as Future Shock and Right On for the Darkness. All right, man. Curtis Mayfield was a he was a writer of writers, man. He was Did you know? Did uh oh, go ahead. Did, did I know? You, did you know that um he actually had a house here in Atlanta? Bull crap, really? Goody Mob's first album, Soul Food, they recorded it there. Oh, wow. Oh, man. 
Curtis Mayfield is a big influence on uh, music general, man. There you go. He was a great uh, people. A lot of things. Another thing people didn't know about him. In addition to being a songwriter, producer, he played his own bass. Oh man, look at that! A lot of the bass you hear on the tracks. That was him. That was him on the bass. Yeah, man. All right, that's cool. Well, uh, you know me. I'm the traveling man. I'm a traveling man. I went up to uh, North Carolina again because that's, you know, I got some peoples up there. Shout out to all the peoples in North Carolina. I appreciate your hospitalities, you Here know. You oh, yeah, yeah, from, from east to west. Um, they're so... So in East Carolina, right? Okay. There's these hoods. You don't know nothing about them, bro. <laughs> you got little towns called Williamston. Here, William Stun, not Williamstown. Stun, S-T-O-N. Williamston. Williamston. Huh. There's some. There's some. You know what I'm saying? There's a corner store called. I think it's called the Haiku or some crap like that. Or the Hickle. Or the Hickle. It's up, all right. It's a little, it's a quickie mark. You heard me. <laughs> it's a quickie mark, and gangbangers and thugs <laughs> be lurking at night. No, that's where you can get your, your CDs and your cigarettes. I don't you know. know. You can get a lot of stuff over there. <laughs> you can get a lot of stuff, but I mean, but they're cool though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. But they, you know, I, I, it's just impressive to me. To know that no matter where you go in the world, there's a hood. You know what I'm saying? Like it might not be huge, but don't go around like you the boss <laughs> in their hood. You get what I'm saying? Hey, War came out with a song called "The World Ghetto." The world is a ghetto. The world is a ghetto. <laughs> not meaning that it's no, it is. The world is a ghetto. Not ghetto in the sense of that. You know what I'm saying? Everything is. Yeah, there's poverty all over the world, but there's other things in the ghetto that links not just black people, but brown people of all That's true. of all walks of life. You know, uh, New York, y'all call them bodegas. You know, the bodegas. Mm-hmm. Down here, we just got the for our Latinos. <laughs> <laughs> Down here, we have the you know we got your your liquor stores, your corner stores. I thought y'all called the swap meet. That's out of Cali. Oh my bad. <laughs> you thinking? You thinking? Slawson. Slawson. <laughs> Crenshaw. Nah, we're in. Oh, okay. What do y'all call them again? Fleet markets now. Fleet markets. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Or the fleas market. Shut I'm down. Up. With it. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down with it, man. But um, first thing I, you know, I I really really do enjoy. It traveling right so you know i go through you these. see what unites us man yeah it's true man but i mean we're not i think there's only a few degrees that separates us all really really well except for the colonizers the colonizer the opposition <laughs> yeah it's it, exactly the, the opposition, opposition. <laughs> there's only a few degrees that separate and yeah, I mean, us all. I mean, uh, where you see, the, you know, where there's no jobs, you're going to find, you know, where there's pockets of, it doesn't matter what color, you know, th- there's going to be pockets. Trailer parks are ghettos, but they don't call them that. The trailer yeah. parks, but they're still ghettos, you know what right. I'm saying? But um, anyway, what I, what I really wanted to say, 
Shout out to Waffle King in Gaffney, South Carolina. That's right. Waffle, Waffle King. Waffle King. They be on point with their food. It's kind of like a mixture between Huddle House and Waffle House. Right? Hmm. It's, it's, it's a, and I love their waffles because they are the Waffle King. It's not a house. It's a kingdom. It's a monarchy. <laughs> There's, and, uh, Oh. I don't care. I don't care if I'm in where that what makes me feel like home. What's up? The oh. Waffle House. Those square yellow letters. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that say waffle. That it doesn't matter where I am, but they make me feel like home. Okay? I don't know about no Waffle King. I'm going to tell you about I'm the king. Not, I'm trying to figure out why they are the king. Or- because they don't own no houses. They own kingdoms. That's, what, so that's you, what's down. So you A ate- Waffle House is a, 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 a middle class worker. <laughs> While a Waffle King is dominance in the Waffle world. So you... So you cross the moat and they let down the drawbridge. Yeah, right. And the and black you, knight comes out. And you ate your waffle with damn some right. kind of duke. Of Earl. <laughs> uh, damn the, Earl. Hey, the, the waffle, waffle king. You, you might be, you might be doing something. You know what I'm saying? You might be doing something I never seen. That's but, true. But why? Look. Oh, here we go. Here come the middle class uprise. That's <laughs> right. Everywhere you look. Waffle King, y'all might be doing it, but y'all are severely outnumbered in this waffle game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's true. Watch out for this. There's this thing in, I think it's in Conyers or something. There's a triangle waffle. That's right. Those Blasphemy. are That's the LGBTQ of waffle. <laughs> Could be. Or that some kind of new age. Oh. What, what is this, man? What is why are we trying to reinvent the wheel in 2019? Well, who needs a triangular waffle? <laughs> I would love one. Why? I don't know. When is it, it's no longer a waffle at that point. Because, you know, I think uh, if you put eight of them together, you get a circle, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Boom. Yo, we got an awesome, awesome show for you again. Great uh, lineup. Yeah, we got, of course, you know, Seagate got this sports and trending topic. We got local news. We got world news. We're going to talk about plane crashes, Michael Jackson's, this, that, third, Ice Cube, AAF. It's all here. You are listening to The Ongoing Resistance. Give her the number, June. 678-871-0096. Where y'all at? Call us. Call in. Dozens of countries, including all nations in the European Union, have grounded the Boeing 737 MAX 8 and banned them from their airspace. That's on top of at least 27 airlines that have voluntarily taken the planes out of service. The actions come two days after an Ethiopian Airlines 737 MAX 8 crashed shortly after takeoff, killing all 157 people on board. Chinese officials said their ban would last until U.S. regulators act. 
The CAAC has clearly stated that they will not ask Chinese aviation companies to lift the ban on commercial operations of Boeing 737 MAX 8 unless they are assured by the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration and Boeing Company that they have taken related measures to guarantee safe travel. The FAA insists the planes are safe. They say they are closely watching the probe of the Ethiopia crash. U.S. investigators are on the ground where family and friends of victims are sifting through debris for remains and personal items. Sunday's tragedy is the second deadly accident in five months where a 737 MAX 8 crashed just after takeoff. In October, a Lion Air flight crashed, killing all 189 people on board. The cause is still under investigation. Attention is focused on an automated flight control feature designed to avoid what's called a stall. A stall can happen if a plane's nose points too high and loses the ability to fly. The 737 MAX 8's autopilot is designed to sense when that's a danger and automatically push the nose down. Pilots can override the system by shutting the autopilot off. Viva la resistance! This is the guy, the guy, and um, the quality questionnaire, June Dreyfus. And we're back. Well, we didn't really go anywhere. Okay, <laughs> but still. Ah, uh, okay. Um, first off, let me go ahead and correct myself. It wasn't the Waffle King, as I now, um, and I apologize to all the residents of Gaffney, South Carolina. It is Mr. Waffle. So I have a compelling argument for anybody whose name is Waffle King. I've never tasted your waffles, but I'm pretty sure that y'all are ruling the Waffle Kingdom. But yet still, Mr. Waffle is the better. Just because your name is Waffle King, that means you're instantaneously better than the Waffle House. Instantaneously. I don't know. I, I have to how, just... how do you, how, how, what say you then? Let me say something. I, as a resident of the state of Georgia all of my life, that's all I know. I don't know IHOP. I don't know pancakes. Anyway. <laughs> Let's go. We want, we want waffles. Okay. All right. It's convenient. They're on every damn corner. Okay. You yeah. know, this is the news segment. <laughs> I just wanted to apologize. It's Mr. And Waffle. I just wanted to set the record straight. Jesus Christ. Okay. So, check this out. Ethiopian Airlines, uh, a flight to Nairobi crashed, killing 157 people on board. It was a Boeing 737 MAX 8. Now, the Boeing 737 MAX 8 seats 162 passengers up to 178 passengers. The engine that the uh, MAX 8 has on it is the Leap Dash 1 Bravo from CFM International. And I know what you're thinking. Where the hell is CFM International? Ha ha, I still got this. All right, Cincinnati based. CFM is a joint company between Safran and GM Aviations. This is the second time, two times, within the last six months that the 737 MAX 8 has crashed within minutes of takeoff. 
The first one was a Lion Air Jet. And back in last October, it crashed off the coast of Indonesia. What say you, Seagate? Well, um, I would say that I would be considered, you know, very knowledgeable in oh, this you, area. Oh, really? Because of my background, yes. Your not, background in aviation? Yeah. Oh, so, smoke. Seagay is, he got something on y'all. We're dealing with a smart one. <laughs> we, deal, we got one of them smart ones up <laughs> Shut up, fool. But I will say that they put millions and millions of dollars into these um vehicles of transportation to make sure that stuff these things just don't drop out of the sky and if i i they just they're just not gonna come down for no reason that's all i'm gonna say i mean i don't know who what when where you know what i'm saying but all i can say is they don't come down for no reason so by by they're hard they're pretty hard to dump okay order oh god dang so i was gonna so So the question, my thing, my good fellow, is does this now make you scour the list to see what aircraft you will take flight upon whenever you go on your next vacation or destination? Or do you just, yeah? Well, that would only make me, you know, think twice about the subcarriers of the majors. You know what I'm saying? Explain. Explain. Yeah. Well, you know, in the, in the U.S. travel, you got the big three. You got United, American, Delta, you know. Then you have regional carriers that are. So you like, don't think Southwest is a big? It's not. A, well. Dang, you about to shut up. Boo Southwest. I'm not saying boo. They're not a big. They don't have a. They're not a major. They're not like a major. Southwest, step your game up. That's what they're saying. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, what I'm saying is they, well, they don't have the fleet of aircraft of a United, American, or Delta. They don't have the flight schedule. They're only maintaining a certain about what, 80 aircraft or something like that. Okay, well, continue with your sub aircraft Uh conversation. But when you go overseas, let's say, for instance, you can't find a direct flight on whatever your major carrier that you choose to fly with, let's say from, let's say from, if you're trying to fly from Atlanta to Nairobi or Atlanta to Addis Ababa, you would have to probably fly to their regional airport and then get on their regional carrier to, that's where you have the Ethiopian Air, the Emirates Air, the... Lion Air. So you, so would you, would you, would you lean to more on like this was a maintenance team type of situation? And mind you, you're gonna shit on a whole maintenance team in a whole different country. <laughs> so let me, let me. Hear. I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. Prayers go out to the families. Prayers go out to you know the workers. You know what I'm saying of that. Lion Air and Ethiopian Air, right? Because um, you know, they're gonna comb tooth and nail, man. I've never, I've knock on wood, I've never been the suspect. The I've never been, you know, 
the main suspect in a NTSB or you know investigation. Right. I can right. hear those. I hear those investigators. They can be some real. Yeah, they can be some real type one A personalities. But but. but so they're gonna comb tooth and nail, man. They're gonna get to the bottom of that. So, but but when it comes yeah, when it comes down to like stuff like uh, 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 Boeing, not Boeing, um, Delta, and l- the major airlines, you wouldn't really worry too much about you know what plane it is that you're flying on, right? Because even if it is a seven thirty seven Max eight. Well, when was the last? Think about it. When was the last? Six months ago. Oh, sorry. I said the major <laughs> crash in the United States. Oh, 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 that's what you said. Yeah. So you think it's operational error, damn near. It could be traced. It, in situations <clears throat> as these, I'm <clears throat> going to say, because like I said before, these things are hard to put in the dirt. Okay. You got to want to put it in the dirt. <laughs> all right. <laughs> They're not just going to drop out this guy for no apparent reason at all. But what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. it's either gonna be, I hate to, you know, but it's either gonna be pilot error mm-hmm. or it's gonna be, um, so if you were, or it's gonna be some kind of a espionage situation. So if you were in, if you were in like the Americas and you had like a, a, a small fleet of, of 737 Max 8, you wouldn't ground them, you wouldn't do uh, additional investigation, you would be like, well, that's. Uh, not if I'm working in, not if I'm working, that's not going to come from me. That's going to come from an uh, entity like the FAA or No, the but NTSB. I'm saying, but let's say you're, all right, let's, let's say, say. I'm the president or of, the CEO. Of Delta. Of, you, or any kind of airline. If I'm the president right. of an airline, well, no, I'm not. Because, number one, your planes are not going to make any money just sitting on the ground. Oh, God and, dang. And then, number two. I have reputable mechanics. I have licensed mechanics that do their job thoroughly. Mm-hmm. And I have license not only licensed mechanics, I also have licensed inspectors. So we're going to hold ourselves accountable with mm-hmm. as far as maintaining our fleet. That's the way it's been done since 40 what the world, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah these we you just don't roll out of bed in the morning and say hey I'm gonna fix airplanes I mean there's yeah, lots of other things <laughs> there's lots of other things involved I mean I I, I get that uh, I understand that I see what you're saying uh, my, my now if that mandates come down and says hey you're gonna we're gonna ground all of your fleet of this specific aircraft until such and such a time then yes but until that happens, we flying them up. Yeah. That's a very business idealistic way of thinking. And I, I, I can't fault you. Because, you know, I guess, like you said, if they ain't flying, nobody's paying. You know what I mean? So, um. Yeah, they do. So, now, on the conspiratorial tip. Exactly. I said either pilot error or espionage. That, Explain espionage. Espionage. Well, somebody is going to take over a, a aircraft to do with with foul intentions you know with foul play you think the foul, I personally believe that it's nothing for someone to take out a whole plane with a whole bunch of passengers just for one guy yeah exactly because yeah. you got to look at number one the region 
Uh, well, this one from this past weekend, you're going to look at, number one, the region of the world that was in and who was on board and what their where their destination were. That's true. And, and to me, that all adds up. I mean, well, I, I, I only went to public school, but <laughs> my math is pretty, well, pretty good in this area. <laughs> well, and Nairobi is known for a major hub for humanitarian workers, uh-huh. and many people were on their way to a large UN environmental conference set to begin on Monday in uh-huh. Nairobi. That now, now, could that mean something? Yes, maybe. I well, mean, now uh, we're talking about like if they're humanitarian workers, and we're talking about an environmental conversation for 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 the UN. That kind of uh, almost like gives a mandate to the world on how we're going to deal with environmental problems. Now, a person that's heavily involved in fossil fuels and oil probably might not like that. You know right, what I mean? Because the UN has well. Trump pulled up, pulled, excuse me, Trump pulled out of that UN, um, what was that air deal about air pollution? Uh, he pulled us out of something dealing with the UN okay. recently. Mm-hmm. I can't picture. I uh, can't, of what? But, you know, we can look that up. I can't pinpoint that. I mean, I can't. We can look that up. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, is it is it worth, is it worth, um, Taking out a whole bunch of people for some may it say. depends on the information and it depends on where that information is going. It depends on who's carrying that information. There's a number of you know number of reasons. Well, that's true. All right, so in looking it up, Donald Trump pulls out of pulls U.S. out of UN Global Compact on Migration on the eve of the international conference. U.S. envoys. Oh, it was a pollution. It was some kind of air pollution agreement that oh. Trump pulled us out of. Oh, well, we're going to have to do some more digging. I'm going to do my scouring. Yeah, do your scouring because that's what we're going to do. If you know, don't hesitate to, you know, give us a call. It's 678-871-0096. Yeah, I said it quick. You like that? <laughs> and uh, let us know what you know so we know. We'll tell everybody. That's what we do. Um, as far as uh, planes go, as far as uh, when it comes with uh, Boeing, you know, I'm, I, it's not that I'm not a huge, huge fan of, of Boeing planes, but I know that they're great for people that, you know, I'm not a pilot, but I do hear good things about them. Yet my thing is the uh, my personal because I, I have an aviation a tad bit of aviation background. Uh, it's made of composite. Well, the 787, the one that I've known I've worked on, the 787 um, is made of composite and it has one metal strip down the middle. So if it gets zapped, I mean, you have a strong chance that uh, everything will go up in smoke. Now, hold on. After the scouring, here's what we got. Uh, United States withdraws from the Paris Agreement. On June 1st, 2017, United States President 
Donald Trump announced that the U.S. would cease all participations in the 2005 Paris Agreement on Climate Change mitigation trump says that the paris accord will undermine the u.s economy and puts the u.s at a permanent disadvantage during the presidential campaign trump had pledged to withdraw from the pact saying a withdrawal would help american businesses and workers trump stated that the withdrawal would be in accordance with his america first policy so I guess uh, is, is that enough to put a, a, a RPG to a plane or, or crash one? I don't know. Well, you don't. Well, if you if you if your country has several businesses that's not compliant with emissions and you know what I'm saying, they could receive some kind of sanction or some kind of you know negative feedback from the UN. Well, they can receive stuff from the UN that can lead to sanctions you know what I'm saying it can it's all very political yeah and then that can result in paying tariffs on stuff you're exporting you know putting an RPG or RPG to a 737 well I don't know I can't say that all roads is gonna lead to (laughs) To an RPG (laughs) but I'm just looking at possible causes Possible causes, man. Let us know what you think. This is the ongoing resistance. Give them the number. 678-871-0096. Call in. We've uh, had a very, very detailed group of people working on the 737-8 and the 737. 37.9 37.9 new airplanes. Uh, we're going to be issuing an emergency order of prohibition to ground all flights of the 737 MAX 8 and the 737 MAX 9 and planes associated with that line. I've spoken to Elaine Chow, Secretary of Transportation, Dan Elwell, Acting Administrator of the FAA, and to Dennis Mullenberg, CEO of Boeing. And they'll be available shortly after our conference today. They are all in agreement with the action. Uh, Any plane currently in the air will go to its destination and thereafter be grounded until further notice. So uh, planes that are in the air will be grounded if they're the 737 MAX will be grounded upon landing at the destination. Uh, Pilots have been notified. Uh, Airlines have been all notified. Airlines are agreeing with this. The safety of the American people and all people is our paramount concern. Our hearts go out to all of those who lost loved ones, to their friends, to their families in both the Ethiopian and the Lion Airlines crashes that involved the 737 MAX aircraft. Uh, it's a terrible, terrible thing. Uh, Boeing is an incredible company. They are uh, working very, very hard right now. And hopefully they'll very quickly come up with the answer. But until they do, the planes are grounded. And uh, you'll be hearing from the FAA directly in a little while. 
I would say probably in 45 minutes from now, so you'll be prepared to hear. They're going to go into great detail as to what they found and where we're going, what we're doing. But all of those planes are grounded effective immediately, okay? For the resistance. For the resistance. I need to come up with like an African thing. Click, 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 click. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> and now I relinquish the power to the honorable gentleman to my right. That's right. It is I, the guy, the guy, oh so fly, coming through with your sports trending topics and your social media breakdowns this is where i get to chill out and just comment go ahead <laughs> look it up <laughs> gonna jump right into it have some big inner smollett oh, <laughs> <laughs> tell me about smollett give me look, what's the update <laughs> quit bringing this fool up <laughs> that's the four-time champion let me hear it look his 14 and a half minutes of fame is <laughs> come to a screeching halt. First off, did he get paid? That's what I need to know, because A, did he get paid, and did they kill him off the show? Yeah, I want to see. I'm waiting on that part. You waiting on the kill him off the show part? Because <laughs> he can't keep him. The right? week his replacement shows up, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so we're, smell it, we're rooting for you. I mean, No, you got... <laughs> <laughs> You got you got one cheerleader in this in this squad, man. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Yeah, and let's move right along. Due to illegal business practices such as a monopoly, mm-hmm. Disney, which is the parent company of ESPN, they're going to be forced to sell twenty-two of their regional sports stations. No oh, dang! So that leaves the door wide open for. LL Cool J. The scavengers of the... <laughs> and Ice Cube. All right. Put together an investment team, and they're going to go ahead and make a deal. What are they trying to deal? Well, that makes perfect sense if you're Ice Cube because you are the founder of that big three basketball league. So what other way that you can have your so own network? Guaranteed coverage. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty good. I yeah. ain't mad at them. You know? No. So it's smart. And it's smart for LL Cool J to, you know. Why? What well, are you going to do? When he sees what Ice Cube is doing, he's an actor. Ice Cube has his own pro- film production company. Cube Vision. All they need is Jesse Smollett. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they need. I don't know. Well. They need I don't know. He, hey, he, he he could be looking for agents at this point. Give him give him a call. <laughs> See what happens. If you get put on, don't forget there about you your go. boy. Jesse Smullett on that drama. <laughs> oh, boy. LL Cool J says, it's time for the world to get sports and culture presented to them in a fresh new way. That's right, because BET was stinking up the place. Oh, Lord. You remember BET Sports? <laughs> that was, no, I don't. I know you don't. As terrible. a matter of fact, 
I've been done with BET since, you know. Since Tavis Smiley. And me too. No, since oh. we sold them to the to the enemy. The opposition. Excuse They're me. Not the, the enemy. The opposition. The opposition. Since they got their hands on BET, it's been nothing but trash. Oh yeah? I was I was looking so forward to the BET you know awards. You know? Where they celebrate black actors doing black thing under a white flag. Now I'm gonna watch the NAACP image award. How about that? What that gonna do? You'll never find (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) kind of bullshit. Anyway. That's right. At the end of yes, that's right. Um what else you got, man? Oh, NFL looks like they have some competition. Some deep, deep competition by Vincent Kennedy McMahon in 2020. The XFL <laughs> is coming back. They're roaring back. They already have, they already have their cities, their venues, their schedule. Uh, the XFL has Dallas, Houston. Los Angeles, because just when you thought San Diego had them, no. All right, New York, St. Louis, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Washington, D.C., the non-state state. state. That's right. They already have merch. They already selling their season tickets. Damn right. And I heard that. uh, But you know what, though? What's up? I got to give it. I got to give it to Vince McMahon because. Because his wrestlers are making, they're bringing home more money than these um, UFC fighters. Um, some, not all, but some. Okay. And and, and I get what you're saying. Uh, there's there's other wrestling organizations that are paying even more than Vincent Kennedy McMahon is paying to his wrestlers. But yes, they do definitely have a lot of uh, cash flow that they are bouncing around because monday night raw is what still number one um i don't think they're number one i think they're 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 up there but i don't i don't believe they're number one because the the story mode i mean and plus you know since we're in sports and and such this is sports entertainment um when it comes to monday night raw and i am a wrestling aficionado okay i yield all right. <laughs> I would say that the storyline's stinking up the place. And even though, you know, it's one of those premier um, programs that you watch on Monday nights, they are also having competition with Tony Khan, the uh, owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, okay. And he is creating the... Um, AEW with uh, Cody Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes' son, to create All Elite Wrestling, AEW, which is coming out and is clearly stealing, stealing, well, not stealing, just completely outdoing the WWE brand. But that being said, AEW is coming out in the future. even the Undertaker is participating in AEW. That's how big it is. That's how much money they're getting thrown at them. But uh, 
Yeah, yeah you're right. It's going to be huge, man. Oh, it's going to be huge. But XFL's coming out in 2020. And uh, right now we have the AAF. The Alliance of American Football. We're talking about the Arizona Hot Shots. The Atlanta Legends. The Birmingham Iron. The Memphis Express. The Orlando Apollos. The Salt Lake Stallions. The San Antonio Commodores. And San Diego. Look at them. Look at San Diego. They're back. The Fleet. Yeah. They're, they've been playing. They've been playing ever since, I think, six days after the uh, Super Bowl. That's right. They premiered. And then another big thing is mm-hmm. the Atlanta Legends, they took on former Atlanta Falcon, Michael Vick. As a, a consultant. Look at that. As a, as a very much. Now, right now, if you are, uh, you know, are watching the AAF, we have a team that is undefeated, and that team is the Orlando Apollos with the record of 5-0. and They're shutting folks down. The most passing yards is 1,319. The most rushing yards is 691. They average 6.9 yards per play. And uh, total points per game damn is near 30 points a game. damn near they're throwing 30 on them. Total points, period, is 149. Hey, keep doing your thing, uh, Apollos. We watching. Yeah. Um, so apparently, if you don't make, the, you know, if you don't make the NFL draft, which is coming up, you know, you got here's two other options for you. You do. You do, and I, I believe that that's a lot of you know that's great because I don't I find it that a lot of people go to college and they have that big dream right to go into the NFL. You hear their name being called on draft day, right? You and get it when you fall short of that, your life. It's not the end of the road now. Yeah, exactly. It's not the end of the road. You don't gotta go to Canada. You ain't got. <laughs> you all gotta go to Canada. Shout out to Warren Moon. It's CFL. You ain't gotta go there. And you. But ain't... Warren Moon went to the CFL for different. It wasn't because he couldn't play. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. Was, it wasn't. They didn't but want any black quarterbacks at that time. You damn right. They were like no. But Warren Moon was the fucking shit. True. Oh my god. But um, you ain't gotta go to CFL. And you ain't got to go with Kurt Warner. The Arena you, League. <laughs> you ain't got to get hit like you were in hockey. <laughs> they get blasted. Yeah, the field is smaller, man. The yeah, it's smaller, man. The field. Big shout out to the Laundry League, though. I do, the, the Lingerie the League. The Lingerie League. Oh, yeah, man. What? Have you ever been to a game? I have not been to a game, I've but a I game. have seen photos. Let me tell you something. If you ever go to the uh, Lingerie League, bring binoculars. I'm just telling you, it makes the whole experience better. Bring binoculars. Okay. Yeah, it is. All right. Because ain't nothing like seeing a titty pop out. (laughs) It ain't. You you see a woman hit another woman and a titty pop out. That's some good stuff right there. What else you got there? All right. Social media. And you all know what's number one trending in this. Smell it. No getting around it. There's no getting away. Unless you're an ostrich with your head in the sand. You know, ostriches don't do that. I don't know who came up with that bullshit. Ostriches don't. Looney Tunes, damn it. Looney Tunes did come up with that. 
they messed up That's the right. career of hostages forever. But anyway, go ahead. Tell me about Well, the, the world can't get away from this Gail King interview with R. Kelly. Oh, I love that smile. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the R. The R. So, what say you? What say me? Look, man. I'm, well, she didn't. Well, CBS didn't put it out as one big. They, they chopped it up. You know what they I'm saying? They had to chop it up. But from what I've seen on social media, what I've seen on the interview, I see a man that's hurting, man. I see he, he's tired just like, damn it, we tired. You know what I'm saying? Right. My thing is, the American people, they want to see, they, they love witch hunts. They love to see one person crucified and that's supposed to just be the end of that transgression well we we hang the witch so now witchcraft is over with and we we hang somebody and that's going to be the end of pedophilia <laughs> i mean in this case i mean i think that the parents or the people that's ever behind this r kelly hunt that shit's going to backfire because you think so because if i'm a if i'm a Okay, if I'm a defense attorney or if I'm a judge, I'm going to be asking, okay, I'm going to be asking these parents, okay, you knew all of this 20, why why are we sitting here now? They're, the parents and the people that knowingly that's, you know what I'm saying, that's probably conspiring, they're probably going to wind up doing time as an accomplice to, you know what I'm saying, they're going to be they're going to want to find themselves wind up as an accomplice to this shit. You know what I'm saying? I personally like because he's not going down by himself if he goes down at all. Because he beat this shit back in, what was that, 2007 or 8? Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I personally like when he was coughing and when they were talking. <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> Shut the hell up. I was trying. I was trying to be serious. But that's what he did. That shit was funny. I said, "That's right. Shut up. Don't get in the queue." <laughs> I thought we went over this before you got here. When I, when I, uh huh, that means you didn't shut up. When I, uh huh, uh huh, that means you really didn't shut up. <laughs> if I say, "Oh, shut the hell up," <laughs> that means you I was don't trying. Do damn it! I was trying to be serious, man. Just, what do you want me to do? Tell me he didn't do that shit. <laughs> but for real, give, give I, I'm gonna give him his dues, but like clearly, you tell know, tell me your take, man. I think I, I personally think you know, what I'm saying, hey, it's a witch hunt. Yeah, I get that. Okay, the parents should be blamed. Yes, I get that. Okay, but clearly, it, it, bro, R. Kelly is how old? Like in his fifties? Yes. Okay. He's these 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 young girls are young girls, all right. They they he he planned badly. <laughs> he he just planned badly. Like like you have to get a a woman that knows what the role is. You feel me? Like knows what to say and what to not say. So you don't have to look like, hey. <laughs> like, but see, these but, women who are now adults—they are adults now. We're gonna have—they're gonna have to prove that 
they were a underage at the time, and they had no knowledge of R. Kelly's past history. Well, you, yeah. you, they're gonna have to prove that to twelve people. You know what I'm saying? Oh well, yeah, and, and that's true. I, I once again, I, I would, I don't just blame R. Kelly because he is to blame, and he has a lot of stuff that he is to blame for. Not saying that he's all the way innocent. He has a lot of stuff to be blamed for. But in the same token, like, so do the parents. The parents have a lot to be blamed for. It's like, let me get this straight. So you allowed this to happen? How did you How did you allow this to happen? How? That's what I'm saying. You know, and, like, then, and then, like I said, the parents, they're going to find themselves having a goddamn answer. Oh, like, yeah. so... Oh yeah, because this is it's, like, ne- it's negligence. In so some you way. do not know anything about R. Kelly and, right. and his past. So you're gonna essentially let your child stay with this right grown man for lengths of period. Because of- I mean, if it was my daughter, then oh, you would have had to like they would have had to escort me a couple times off the premise. It would have been a thing, you know? Right? Like, yes. It, it, like, right. Like, oh wait, these this dude is at R. Kelly's house. <laughs> Yeah. Throwing bricks through his window and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's an issue, but it it there's no doubt in my mind somebody got paid. Somebody got paid off, and somebody stopped getting paid. Right. I, that's I, what I happened. Firmly and believe that's that. What I hate when it comes to us. See, it's not a we don't we don't have issues with something, or we don't we don't take offense to a crime until we stop getting what. We've been getting out of the deal. Hush money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> money. <laughs> something. Whatever they was getting at in the mailbox at the beginning of the month stopped coming. Like you said, something stopped coming. And now now he's back on TV. Same thing happened with Bill Cosby. Same thing happened with R. Kelly. And apparently same thing happened with Michael Jackson because he's dead. So he can't really pay. But- <laughs> meanwhile, you, you got pictures of Gail King and Oprah yucking it up with this Harvey Weinstein fella. Which is, I don't, I have a problem with anyone affiliated with Harvey Weinstein, including someone as powerful as Oprah. I have yeah. a problem with that. I'm going to say it right now. She ain't got nothing for me right now, man. <laughs> I mean, that, that's. Uh, I'm, I'm done with Oprah, man. Yeah, it, it's bad. It's bad. It, it's it's just it's just bad. You're like, gonna sit here. You got a brother. No, you know what I'm saying you gonna you had and then not only that, you interviewed Michael Jackson twice. True, he did a moonwalk on that ass. He did moonwalk on that ass. You, I remember Michael that. gave you two fucking interviews, and not only that. A 300-page, 10-year investigation from the FBI, and which concluded they had no findings. So, um, zero findings. This is the... Uh, so, if they investigate, they're practically living in your house. Hey. If they investigate you for 10 whole years. That's true. 300-page file, zero conclusion. And you mean to tell me this documentary, uh, what is this, Leaving Neverland? That, and I, I think. So I those, think. All they did was get paid. Somebody paid them to recant their story. Which, and, and, and the Jackson family is filing a lawsuit, and I, I don't blame them. Because you just gave a testimony. You just sworn on the oath that nothing happened. So what's this shit about? 
You know what I'm saying? Clearly, uh, Oprah is not a part of the ongoing resistance. She's part of the problem, yes. Yeah. The opposition. Give them the number. 678-871-0096. Call in. I can as quick as it takes to kill somebody I guess you want me to be that quick but you know as uh, Miss Fletcher pointed out and it doesn't take much to look on the local news every night and see how many black kids black boys black men are being killed with these stand your ground defenses that these people raise then they get off so I take issue with that I'm the only person here of color Okay, I am a mother too, and I have a son, and I care as much for my son as y'all care for y'all's, but my son doesn't walk the same path as yours does, so this debate deserves more time. I'm in Pine Bluff. We have killings regularly down there. Mr. Hunter knows he's our prosecutor. Now, I don't know where the heck, I know where you are from, Gary. And I don't know really where Mr. Ballinger is from. But I can tell you that for a long time since I've been back here in Arkansas, I have feared for my son's life. Now, he's 27, he's out of Arkansas. And I thank God he is when you're bringing up crap like this. It offends me. And then to limit the debate too? This is crazy. You don't have to worry about your children, Will. I worry about my son. And I worry about other little black boys and girls. And people coming into my neighborhood, into my city, saying they got open carry rights, walking down in front of my doggone office in front of the courthouse. That's a bully. Do I have a right to stand my ground with some crazy-ass person walking around with a doggone gun? I don't know what the hell he intends to do, but I know I am scared. I feel threatened. Just like some of y'all walking around here up in the legislature with these damn guns. That, what's his name? Garner came in here, walking around here with a damn gun in his, under his coat. You can see the damn print. Senator, you need to stop. Them. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. What the hell are you going to do? Shoot me? Senator. Senator, shit. Go to hell. I'm telling you, this deserves more attention. You want to come up here with all these little... Uh, NRA bills and bills that Alec have and all that stuff. I'm talking about my son's life. And I'm talking about the lives of other black kids. Do what the hell you want to do. Go ahead, but you can't silence me. You got your damn silence gun out the damn chamber today, but you are not going to silence me. Oh, we're back. Viva la resistance. So, peep this. 
Arkansas Senator Stephanie Flowers just uh, put a foot in everybody's ass. She's a Democrat from Pines Bluff. The outrage because they were trying to pass a stand your ground law in Arkansas. It didn't go too well. Currently, Arkansas does not have a stand your ground law. Good. And there is a duty to retreat before force. Or use of deadly force. Yeah, before force for self-defense can be used. That's true. No. She put a stop to it. And she put a stop to it with a very compelling, heartfelt story about being a black woman, having a black son, and a black grandchild, you know what I'm saying? Just black children in general, male, and being shot down like all of them do. Now, with this being said, we looked up our Georgia. And tell us about Georgia. Yes, that Georgia. Yes. The Georgia standard ground law. That can be found at Georgia self statelaws.finelaw.com. So we're at Georgia and we're at the stand your ground laws. And that's Georgia. The statute is going to be Georgia Code Section 16-3-21, which deals with the use, excuse me, the justifiable use of force. And this is where we find, well, this is where the opposition Mm -hmm. finds their loophole. What's the loophole? You may use deadly force only if you reasonably believe that such force is necessary to present death or great bodily harm to you or another or to prevent the commission of a forcible felony. So basically that's what happened to Trayvon Martin. You know what I'm saying? They can use this. I feared for my life. That's what, yeah, and that's what uh, uh, Zimmerman did. Of course, he took that and ran with it, yes. Well, I mean, because at what juncture do you say, like, so we start a fight. Right. All of a sudden. Who starts a fight? We do. No, which one of us? Let's all right, let's say I start a fight with you. Right, you start a fight with me. Okay. And I'm, I'm getting you in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden the tides turn and you get the upper hand. Right. right. So I'm fearing for my life now, okay? All right. <laughs> so I put a bullet in you, and now, I claim well, self-defense. According to the stand your ground law, that is not justified. It says if you are the initial aggressor. Oh, that's, so that's, well. But I'm still fearing for my life. There's the loophole. You started punching me. Well, that's true. So I... And you retaliated. Exactly. But now you're 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 now you're winning, and all of a sudden. No, well, if somebody hits me at that point, it's my job, or I'm gonna beat their ass till they cannot move. But but see, so so but then you're telling that person like they, they that's when they fear for their life. Well, they fucked up. Well, they did fuck up, but but you, you know, fucked up. They hit. 
I'm, because I'm standing my ground now. <laughs> well, that's where like you I fuck said, up. Because well, I'm standing my ground now. And bullet, bullet, bullet. <laughs> well, it depends. Like I said, well, according to this, it says when the, the use of deadly force is not justified, bullet point, if you are the initial aggressor. This is Georgia state code. Okay. Right? You're com- or if you're committing to, if you're committing attempting to commit or leaving after you committed or attempted to commit a felony but as far as it says I mean but the, the, whoever's the initial aggressor they cannot if you punch me and I start beating your ass then you just can't grab a gun and just haul off and shoot I mean but that's how, how that's how I'm I, so this is what I, I feel like doing right I am going to check out how Zimmerman got off that because even if I, I believe the loophole is all right so Florida stand your ground in Florida the use of deadly force to defend oneself or others is legal as long as the person in danger has the right to be where they are and are and they are not committing a crime. So, Zimmerman, he kind of wasn't committing a crime. He was well, making a, a citizen's a arrest. But he was just a neighborhood. He was the, the chair, watchman. The he chair was, of his neighborhood watch. He was the watchman. <laughs> and he put a bullet in that dude. And well, it says that he is not supposed to be armed while carrying out his neighborhood watch duties. But since he has a license to carry, and it's a stand your ground, so I you you do have to. I I want to make. I just hate that whole fucking case because the point where that nine one one officer tells him, "Sir, you do not need to chase him. We are sending." that should be that should have been an order i mean case closed from that point everything he everything that happened after that is on him it's on his hands and you're right and these are i'm not they always find that loophole while i fear for my life and and these are are are, this is why stacy flowers fought so hard to not get this stand your ground law in arkansas now Arkansas is just ridiculous in itself. I mean, from what I'm hearing, Pines Bluff ain't bullshitting, okay? They they trying to put bullets in you and ask questions later. That being said, uh, it was a valiant fight for uh, the Democrat uh, Stephanie Flowers, and she won four to three. It was a win for the good guys. It was a win for the good guys, but for how long? Oh yeah, the the NRA they're gonna keep coming. Trust. Well, well, no. Well, Make sure you take care of your state elections. You know what I'm saying? And that's the truth. You do have to be. You have to be forever vigilance to 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 watch what's coming down the pike. For how long we hold that answer? Correct. Correct. Goes back to literacy. You know what I'm saying? Goes back to literacy, and it goes back to doing your civic duties. These are all the things that we 
kind of overlooked as a people, but we, uh, but good things. While we're dancing at the parties, while we yucking it up at the clubs, we got laws are being passed and right up under our noses. And Stephanie Flowers is right there. Uh, big shout out because it's it's very important to know what your laws is in your state. It's extremely important. That can get you. It's the difference between life and death now. Because when it gets to a us against them situation. The opposition. Them is going to make sure the deck is always stacked in their favor. You're damn you, right. You, yes, of course. You're damn right. It's, this is something we want to make sure we put out there. Stay abreast of, of what's coming down in your state, city, and county. Stay abreast. Because if, if, even though it might not slip through the federal laws, it might not slip through the state laws, it'll slip through the city or it'll slip through the county. And you'll be none the wiser. None the wiser. Uh, what's... You don't ever get caught in a situation. Where did this come from? And they'll tell you, well, it's been here all the time. Why didn't you know? That's true. Don't get caught in that situation. Reading. And that's what we do here on the Ongoing Resistance. Join us. We read. What's the number? 678-871-0096. Call in. We'd like to hear from Normally, so used to saying numbers. Hey, hey, give him, a, <laughs> give him a number this time. All right, I'm gonna give him a number. Twelve. Twelve. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is what we're doing, and what we're gonna talk about here is we're gonna really touch on because to do our, our conversation through during the break, which was quick to you, belong to us. Okay. Uh, we were talking about R. Kelly. You know, we were continuing the conversation about R. Kelly. And we were talking about literacy. Yes. And uh, apparently it has came to my attention, which I didn't know until, I, you know, the, the, the guy, the guy brought to light that R. Kelly cannot read. It's not a funny topic. I'm not, it's not something I would make a joke of. But it's, it's a serious. It's serious because, you know, in doing research... I've come to find out that the United States is facing a literacy crisis. Yeah, you know, it's an actual crisis, but it's not new. Uh, the impact of our, upon our children and our economy and our society is where it actually affects us. And how bad is it? It's really bad. More than 30 million adults in the United States cannot read write or do basic math above third grade level all right see children whose parents have a low literacy uh level have a 72 percent chance of being at the lowest reading level themselves these children are more likely to get poor grades display behavior problems and have a high abstinence rate all right basically they're 
nine times out of ten, they're going to be drop out of school. Seventy-five percent of the seventy-five uh, percent of state prison inmates did not complete high school or can be classified as low literacy. And the low literacy is said to be connected to over 230 billion years in healthcare costs because almost half of the Americans cannot read well enough to comprehend health issues um, and incurring at a higher cost. So if the if you go to the doctor and you don't know how to read and they tell you you have something and you don't really understand like the, the, the you don't understand the depths in which yes. they told you what you have it it because reading is in that situation like you can find alternatives you can find right you can find you do some research natural alternatives as opposed to a pharmaceutical drug that they want to push on you. I mean, you can save yourself. You can add years to your life. Peep this. According to the Smithsonian, okay, after the slave revolt of 1831, all slaves, all slave states except Maryland, Kentucky, and Tennessee passed laws that made it illegal to teach slaves to read and write. The Alabama Slave Code of 1833 includes this following law. Any person who shall any person who shall attempt to teach any free person of color or slave to spell, read, or write shall upon conviction therefore by indictment be fined in a sum of not less than $250, nor more than $500. This was a whole lot of money in 1833. Let me tell you something. The reading was important to me because my grandparents, they always stressed that to me. They always stressed that to me because, number one, they looked at us seeing that we were born having so much more than what they had like my grandparents were like if I was in y'all's shoes you know you know I would be further along well my grandparent my excuse me my grandfather's been dead for over 20 years and he's still taking care of my grandmother who's 93 you know what I'm saying um my grandparents would push me well my grand my grandparents got their education with the books that the white students threw the readers that they threw away. You know what I'm saying? Those was what was, that's what educated my grandmother. You know what I'm saying? Reading was big because like, like you said, there was once upon a time, it was illegal. We had to, we had to sneak and read. We had to teach, teach ourselves to read. Now, fast forward to the day. We run, we run from books. We can't get it. We can't get it, none like, of us to read nothing about nothing. Like we put an acid in a kid, a book. Oh my god! But uh, and that's true. I mean, and I think that's uh, you know, in, in in going into politics, you know, and then it's also is not all our fault. I mean, we well, we can't put a hundred percent of the blame on ourselves, but in this in this case, it's your own responsibility. Okay. But the government. By underfunding schools in our districts where the kids don't have enough books to go around or don't have enough books to take home and do homework, 
I'll I'll fight that battle. You now know what I'm saying? This, but this. the responsibility is that that of self. You know, I'll say that much. Order. <laughs> I'm with you, you banged the gavel on me. <laughs> I just gave a valid point. A poignant. A poignant point. <laughs> look that word up. Peep this. In 1833, why were they so concerned about slaves learning how to read? Because. I'll tell you why. If slaves learn how to read, they could access information. They could read the newspaper. They could read books and understand their rights. They could organize and rise up against institutions of slavery. Slave In owners, short form. Slave owners wanted to keep their slave uneducated and powerless because they understood that literacy represented power. Now we fast forward up to, to today. You know, knowledge is power, so being able to read is a powerful tool. We, as the black community, are more aligned politically with the Democratic Party because they don't really give us anything to read. They say that we are going to do this and we believe them. Even the Republican Party do the same thing. I will not gonna just say that just one side or the other. I'm gonna say that the institution of the government are are by giving us these these uh, uh, get quick. I mean, get rich quick or be comfortable quick type schemes like Section Eights and all that stuff like that. We don't actually read the dotted line, Pete. Who actually reads their mortgage or who actually reads? their uh, leasing agreement. Who actually takes the time to read the the uh, agreement that you make when you're going to pay oh, on your car? When you try to break said lease? Or when you try to break said lease, exactly. <laughs> Instead of, oh, I'm just gonna do this and I'm just gonna do this. How about we actually take the time to read and see what we can and cannot do? It is a hard thing in America that we talk about uh, literacy and it gets to a point where you don't understand how impactful it is just look at R. Kelly uh, I believe we were talking about uh, Nick Cannon bringing up his uh, experience with R. Yeah. Kelly uh, to, to basically summarize it's like because R. Kelly doesn't know how to read he cannot get a older woman he can only get a woman that's on his level. Yeah, it's more the he identifies and he can, you know, communicate better with somebody that, you know. On a fourth grade level. <laughs> like, hey girl, what's you after lunch? <laughs> it's, it's, that is unfortunately sad because R. Kelly is broke. How? How for the person that could create so many hits? And it's kind of like back in the day, you know what I'm saying? We have all the great singers, all the great Motown, you know, superstars. Died broke. Dying broke. Penniless. Because you do not know how to read and nor. Or take the time to read. That's, a, that's the thing. Like You could be signing a Chinese, menu, a Chinese food menu for all you know. <laughs> In this I'm, Chinese food menu, <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, until until you, I mean that's why, I'm, or you can pay a good one, but then he's gonna guess what? 
or he's paying me, that means he really doesn't take the time to find out what's going in and what's coming out. So I can, you know, I can cook the book this way. But if you, the, the, the yeah. only way, the only way to be 100% certain is to take the time and read it for yourself. And yeah. then, that that's 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 true. And you know, we have a, a we. It's sad because there are not. We push more, especially in our culture, to be a rapper. Get the bag. Get the bag. Secure the bag. Sports entertain or you know sports or entertainment, if you will. Let me tell you a story about about what I got going on. All right. So, I before the ongoing resistance, there was up aloud and loudly. It's you could check it out on YouTube. It's very awesome. It's very good. Uh, one of the, uh, the plug yourself. Yeah, of course. I'm definitely plug myself. It's on YouTube. All right. It's, uh, up aloud and loudly. Now, with that being said, you know, I had a, a, a person that was behind the scenes that wasn't as, um, I don't want to say the word educated because that's a different, it's, it's, that means something different. I, I don't think he was as organized as he should have been as a person that's in the entertainment feel and the entertainment genre. When we spoke about contracts, it's like, okay, get a contract but do you know what's inside the contract you know what i mean like people throw out words but they don't actually know what the meaning of those words actually mean or symbolize and clearly you know the, i'm not doing up aloud and loudly anymore with this said person because it, it's it's like you want to always be i the guy the guy even though even though i have my my qualms about him as a well-educated individual in which we could be on a level where we could speak about topics, you know, candidly and realistically. Had it not been, had I been with an illiterate person, <laughs> I would be... But wait a minute, June. Wait a minute, June. Because when we first met, you would have bet a thousand dollars. I would have bet a thousand dollars. I would have bet a thousand. I was like, oh, this nigga don't know how to read. What? He's from the South, Savannah, Chatham County. And then he told me something about some indigenous shit. <laughs> well, I, I mask it very well. I only I only let it out around when I feel comfortable. Which is, I mean, and that's and that's fine. It's the fact that at least you know. And there's a lot of people out here. There's a lot of of of, of women in relationships with men, and men in relationships with women that are completely illiterate, and they don't want to like. I guess it's embarrassing because it is embarrassing, but put it out there and have a means to fix it. Don't just say, I can't read and I'm happy. Nigga, you not. <laughs> you not. Funniest. Uh, oh, yeah. Funniest. Go ahead. You got a story. Yes, It's man. a Sagai the Guy story. Absolutely, man. The funniest, I was at a Spades game and I was, it was like me and a, a couple it was like a couple spades game you probably know three saying? more players we were both couples oh okay it's couples me with whoever I was with at that time and this other couple and uh, the other couple we were playing against I mean they were cool and all but it was like you know we were you know when you 
play spades, you calculate the score. And I think we was all drinking. I don't know if she realized what she said, but she was like, we don't do math in our house. <laughs> That's a... <laughs> I was just like, whoa, you said that out loud? <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> what do we do? We don't, don't count. We just throw up numbers. <laughs> Seven. Twelve. <laughs> Eighty-two. <laughs> Bruh. That, Three. <laughs> that was a, a highlight of my night. Oh, yeah? I bet you, I bet you won Something that. I'll never forget. I bet you lost somehow. As a matter of fact, I bet you lost. You know how I know you lost? They were cooking the books. <laughs> the books are getting cooked in front of you. Sir, I, I do not lose that spade. Oh, here so, we go. so here we go. I bet you this, let's, this, get someone that don't do math and do, I bet you somehow you magically lose. It's a safe that. assumption to, to say that I walked away victorious that night. How? Without math? <laughs> I just, I I just said I do not lose that I'm spade. I'm telling you that you were in, went into a house that didn't do math. So I'm trying to figure out, school me, how uh, you brought math in the house and then took it away. Well, after I ran three straight tens, the, the game was over, man, so. First of all, I don't know what tens are. Oh, God. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to a non-space playing person. You are talking to a non-dominoes. I, I, I get you there, too, so uh, shut up. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> I get you there, but, too. And yeah. once again, uh, but that, well, now we're—I mean—in getting with that in this whole conversation, it is really about you know what I'm saying finding out facilities that um, that promote literacy and promote literacy you know programs right. because it, it's not a matter of going to school. I, 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 school is for suckers. I'm gonna tell you that right now. So let me just go ahead and throw that out there. Say it. Say 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 something so I can blast you real quick. Look, get your education. School is for suckers, okay? Right, so please. So, but make no mistake. Make sure your education is geared toward the path that you want to take. School is now, if that path comes, you know what I'm saying, will advance you with a bachelor's degree, master's degree. By all means, do not sell yourself short. But you do not need a bachelor's degree. To, to make money. You don't need a bachelor's degree to, to work a trade. It doesn't take a bachelor's degree to, you know, well, you definitely don't need a bachelor's degree to maintain an aircraft. So just, like I said, make sure your education is geared towards the plan you want to take. School is for suckers. Well, they're calling us home right now. Yes, the Negro singers have just taken the podium. That time. You know, this is the ongoing resistance. We want you to read. We want you to stay abreast. And we want you to stay focused. Elevate your brain to a higher plateau. That's, That's all we're trying to get you to do. That sounds good. Viva la resistance. Yes, the ongoing resistance. Did I not raise you for better? How many times have I told you you have to be what? You have to be what? Twice. What? Twice. 
as good. Twice as good as them to get half what they have. of the ongoing resistance do not in any way or form reflect those of ATL's 106.3, The Beat of the Street. <laughs> <laughs>